Fanden. Exterior. Interior. Restaurant. Bar. Club. Day. Night. Action. Happy, happy New Year, everyone. It is year two zero two. 2022. Now, there is a time in between Christmas and New Year's Eve where all critics, young, old, famous, not, popular, not, give out their best of, worst of list. Well, Restaurant Fiction, we did not do that. We only have one best of 2021, which we are actually bringing into the new year because we want to bring into 2022 that really, really, really solid, awesome sauce of good energy, good movie energy, good fictional restaurant energy, and the ultimate, the ultimate fictional restaurant that came out in 2021 was none other than Erudicy. And Erudicy, everyone, was from the Nicolas Cage film called Pig. Yeah, that's right. I mentioned Nicolas Cage and best of movie of the year in the same sentence. I'm talking about the same Con Air, The Rock, Mandy, Nicolas Cage. That's right. Now, he was in a movie called Pig, and it was about a chef or a former chef who loses his truffle hunting pig, and he goes throughout the underground food circuit of Portland, Oregon, to see and find who has his pig and what happened to his pig and how does he get his truffle hunting pig back. And there is a scene. There is a scene in this movie that even though this movie pig has many, many incredible scenes, there is one particular scene that says it all. It not only says it all and brings the whole movie to fruition, it brings the, it is the movie basically, but it really stands for life. I mean, it is a metaphor, micro and macro, simile, a metaphor, an analogy of life. No matter where your life is, whether it is down in the dumps, whether it is high and mighty, whether it is just plateauing, it doesn't matter. There is one scene, and it takes place in the fictional restaurant Erudicy. And you see Nicolas Cage's character, He plays a chef, and his name is Chef Robin. And he is talking to the chef of Erudicy. And he is schooling the chef of Erudicy. And that chef is Chef Finway. And Chef Finway is played by none other than the actor, the amazing, fucking phenomenal actor, David Nell. And on Restaurant Fiction, on this episode, we are not only reviewing the fictional restaurant Erudicy from the movie Pig, but we are talking to Chef Finway himself, David Nell. My name is Monis Rose, and if you don't already know what restaurant fiction is about, well, guess what? We are reviewing fictional restaurants, bars and clubs, and TV and film, and we are talking about them. We are dissecting them, and we are providing insight on the importance that food is essential not only in life, but in art, especially in movies and television. Without any further ado, here is our review of the fictional restaurant Erudicy 
from the 2021 film Pig, the best movie of 2021, and our chit-chat with David Nell, a.k.a. Chef Finway. Go. One dines at a Rudisi. It's a, a ultra trendy, hard to get into cloth napkin joint in downtown Portland. It's a farm to table place. It's where the scallops come from organs near shore and the truffles come from a specific, unusual, unique truffle hunting pig deep in those Douglas fir forests in the northwestern parts. Uh, once you go in, it is white on white everything. I mean, I'm talking about cloth napkins to where even the cloth napkins have that little slit in the cloth napkin to for men to put on their, uh, you know, their um, collar button, if you will. It is one of those seasonal restaurants that is so seasonal. It's at the right place at the right time. It's when it's it's one of those places where everything fire, fires on all cylinders with perfection. That uh, you know, a salad make is like twenty components. You know, an entree is like thirty components, and it takes maybe two days to even make one actual component of said dish. And even though I do, uh, in Restaurant Fiction, we do say all these awesome details and this seems, you know, very, very nice. When one dines at a Rudisi and takes all this in, there is really no personality. There is really no uniqueness and authenticity. It almost seems that a Rudisi is just a restaurant of the moment, um, important enough to go on someone's Instagram stories, but not in their actual Instagram library, which, you know, that's, uh, it's either one is just, you know, very relative, very short-term, and one is very, very long-term. Now, you see, every morsel is fine, but even when you're tasting every morsel and when you taste every morsel, you want to eat with your fingers. You want to actually feel the texture and because that is the true way. And when you do that, once again, it's just good. All it is is just good, that there is no true artistry to this. And, you know, one thing with restaurant fiction is that, you know, you know, Arudisi is in the downtown Portland area, and just like any major city, that means like New York, LA, the restaurant game, it doesn't matter what level of a restaurant, is a tough one to uh, penetrate and have success in. You know, going through the cookbooks over the last 10 years of Portland, at least half of those restaurants that even have a special cookbook about them have been closed. Now, that begs the question, is Arudisi going to uh, last? Will people remember it or will it, you know, lock up shop? Well, maybe if it does lock up shop, maybe if it does close, that's a good thing because really the Pearl District needs a good pub and they need a good pub with a, even a better scotch egg with honey mustard uh, cream. Because right there, that's what people are going to remember. All right. So we're talking to actor David Now He plays Chef Finway, uh, who is the executive chef of Arudisi in uh, the film Pig. Anyway, David, what is your take on that review of Arudisi that your character does own and operate? You know, what is what do you have to say? Comment. The floor is yours. Well, first of all, I would think that uh you know we shot the film 
in um, September, October 2019, before in the before times. And the place that you're looking at when you're looking at uh, Eurydice is uh, was a place called Saucebox, I'm pretty sure. And Saucebox did not survive the pandemic. I read somewhere briefly, I didn't, didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it, but yeah, they didn't survive the pandemic. Possibly there were there were shady things going on there with between I don't know between buyers and owners and things, but they didn't last. And and my my suspicion would be that uh, Eurydice did not survive the pandemic either. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing: I think that one of the things and one of the reasons that I think the movie kind of hits really hard is because. You know, that that scene in particular, which is all about sort of deconstructing Finway in order to get to just what 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 Robin's looking for is, which is his pig. I think the people the reason that people are, are kind of are really being affected by the movie, I think, has a lot to do with the time that we're in, where a lot of people are taking a good look at what they've been doing with their lives you know, just like like Finway being in, in that sort of position to sort of really start taking a deeper look at what he's been doing over the past 15 or 20 years or however long it's been, that maybe it's time to consider going back to what you really wanted to be doing. And I think, you know, the, this the whole conversation about people uh, are not working because they were getting an extra 300 bucks on unemployment I don't think so. I think it goes a whole lot deeper than that. I think that there's a lot of people who are wondering why they've been doing crappy jobs for a long time, maybe just to hold on to their their insurance or something. And um, so, it to to my thinking, I, I I think that Finway is is seriously considering that pub now, and uh, so which is which is beautiful. I was looking at when when. Uh, my the the homework that I needed to do for this film really didn't involve a whole lot of um, uh, actual learning how to be a chef because that's not what the scene needed to be. I just needed to be able to see if I could open a bottle of wine, and ultimately I decided that was not a good idea. I got real good at it at opening a bottle of wine, but when I found out that there was only one chef's costume, and if I opened a bottle of red wine badly, which was bound to happen then we couldn't shoot the rest of the scene. So so uh, even though in the script it says he opens that bottle of wine and pours a couple of days before we did that, I suggested to the director that perhaps the waitress should open the bottle of wine and not leave that to the guy who's being deconstructed in the scene. So interesting. I, I, I like the review. I like the whole concept of treating this as a place that's... Uh, now th- I would argue a couple of things about it. You say there's no artistry there, but I would argue that the whole thing thing is artistry. So I do I do like that at Eurydice they really are about the presentation of it. So it's it's an event and an entertainment as well as the actual food. But that was the but then that's the argument that Nick's character, Chef Robin, that he takes that apart and goes, you know, well, is that really the substance of, you know, it does does it have any substance without the explanation essentially. 
you know, he's, I think he's he's right because I think without the explanation that you're just looking at a small amount of food with some sauce and without the 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 presentation of it. But then again, with the presentation of it, it makes it really, I think, kind of fascinating. It's not something that that I would personally would would enjoy all the time, but it does make it well, you know, interesting and an event. Like you're saying, it is um it is a small role, but it is an incredibly pivotal role on all accounts from from all the characters. You know, it doesn't matter from all the characters. It's a very pivotal scene. So pivotal, even made in the trailer. <laughs> but anyway, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and you were already saying like, yeah, you didn't really train, say, for a chef. Like I know John Favreau has went on the record and been like, oh, well, I, I trained how to chop an onion and all that. You didn't do that chef, um, the technical training. But right. like what moments in your own life and research did you do to pull from? Because it's it's a mixed bag of emotions. Like this whole scene, if you you can deconstruct it just like that sea foam uh, deconstructed dish, mm-hmm. not just from uh, you know Chef Finway's perspective, but also I mean from from Chef uh, you know from Rob's perspective, and then and then uh, the the protege, the truffle hunting protege, and I forget the character's mm-hmm. name, but Amir, um, yeah, Amir. Like you can everyone, you know. But yeah, for for you personally, you get this role, you get this script. And, and like, what's going through your mind? What are you pulling from to really make uh, this chef so three-dimensional and deep for audiences to really relate to? Well, here's <laughs> the, the trick to, uh, to so much acting is having a good script. And I got to say, this script as written was, was really, really amazing. The character of Finway was entirely on the page i heard uh an interview where where nick was talking about him wanting to do this film and one of the things that he said was what what appealed to him about this was was he said literally i won't have to act to do this which is kind of a weird thing to to say but i understand what he meant was so often you get scripts that have kind of a a rough outline of what the character is, you know, I mean, especially in, in a supporting role, it's going to be, you know, the, the characters are sort of utilitarian. They're either there to, to move a story point along or to, to, to drop in some exposition or something. And what was required in this particular scene was several things, but Nick's character is, take it the deconstruction of finway and it's let's in the chapter heading they call what, what is it about deconstructed scallops which is an interesting thing it's like in order for nick's character to get closer to finding his pig he confronts finway who is kind of serving as a gatekeeper to that right we don't know at the beginning he doesn't know if finway he's gotten a tip that finway may know where his pig is and at first, Finway is not giving him anything and just not not acknowledging that he knows what he's talking about. But everything in the script was really very specifically laid out. There's a there's like one of the lines where he says, you enjoy cooking this food. The line is just something like, oh, it's just absolutely. The way it's written in the script is that Robin is not buying this. Right, that's what it says. I mean, he says, "Do you enjoy cooking this?" And my line is absolutely. And then it says, "Robin's not buying it." So what that gives me, as an actor, is I need to not be terribly convinced. I need to do my best to be convincing, but it's also it's got to be. And he has to know that 
that there's something going on underneath it. And there's several ways I can do that. I can just you know, be really sort of cartoonishly like, ah, I don't know what you're talking about. I absolutely, I like cooking this. But, but I found that the way that, that it was written was I needed to be fooling myself, right? So I needed to be, to have immediate answers to things, but it needed to be clear to the audience that there's, there, that I'm standing on shaky ground as I'm saying this, even though I'm saying, yeah, absolutely. I enjoy cooking this. And it was those kind of beats, those emotional beats were all there in the script. And it was really great to, to read, to watch this thing happen where he comes out, you know, his immediate thing is he comes out with ownership and kind of bravado about like, uh, you know, this is my place. And you know, as he then recognizes uh, who Robin is and goes, you know, oh my God, this is, it's you. And you're, you're a, you know, a, a, a cooking God and sits down and kind of insists, insinuates himself into this and then realizes, you know, and tries to let him know, you know, which he probably tells other people, you know, I once worked for, for Robin. Uh, yeah. And now he's saying that to his face and realizes, oh, that's right. I, not only did I work for him, but I also got fired by him 15 years ago. And that was probably one of the more humiliating experiences in his life and maybe took him to the next step of owning a, a restaurant. But still realizing that was not a good point in his life. And he's just opened himself up to be just destroyed by him. But it's all there in, in the script, you know, and, and I say that if it had not been, then it would be incumbent upon me to maybe kind of build an internal backstory. But really nice that I didn't have to, that his whole backstory was really just laid out right there. So, so for me, in terms of what to do with it was really just to follow the blueprint of what was there, you know, and then I say kind of the purpose for that character structurally is to make that monologue that Nick has to make that land, you know, if he had said it and gotten no response from me, then the monologue doesn't work. You know, so that's really my job in, in the, the scene is to make sure that what he is saying lands. For those listeners who haven't seen it, the monologue is um, Nicolas Cage is almost being nihilistic and truthful and stoic in a way, or at least uh, Nicolas Cage's character. And he's saying that, like, nothing matters. None of this, what, what, what David has been saying at the beginning, like, none of this facade to his character, Chef Finway, matters. It has no substance. The people, the food that go to Fenway's, they don't matter. It's a, it's a beautiful scene and it's, it's very universal, even going full circle to you and how people, real people are treating the pandemic and all of that and their own past lives. Mm -hmm. I, th I suppose that, that Fenway thinks he's being popular. He's being artistic, but it's like, are you really, are you really having an impact here or are people just showing up for the entertainment and maybe even more than entertainment for the cachet of having been there? So that when they have a conversation with friends, they can say, oh, yes, no, I went there. I went to this great place. And uh, yes, very exclusive, very hard to get in. I got in. And then they're and then they have a story to tell. Right. So is that all he's doing? And Robin is really trying to just break him down and going, is that what you, you why you got into this in the first place? Is this what you really wanted to do? Or did you really want to connect with people and give them an experience that connects people? You know, I love that that he he gets to that point where you 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 really do get that that Finway may probably has changed forever by this interaction with him, and hopefully so. So you're you're mentioning it all takes it, it all goes back 
to the script. So what is like, and I know this is very, very general, but what is to you that really good script that you, you get this character or even you're, you have a choice, you have a choice of characters to play and you're just like, holy shit, I get it. I, I get this character. I don't even need direction. I get, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need, you know, you just get it. It's like this writer actually knows how to write. <laughs> this is as close as I think I have ever seen for, for myself personally. I have an audition that I need to get to get in by tomorrow. That's a scene in sort of a horror thriller thing. And at some point in the scene, I don't know, some alien monster thing slits my face open or something. And it's like, how am I supposed to play that? I have no idea what to even really do with it. And I think that was one of the things that that Nick was talking about, saying that he wouldn't have to act this, is you get a scene that's written like like this this scene that I'm talking about. And it's like, I don't know what to do with it. So... So Nick's answer would be, well, then what you do is you just completely commit to it and you go, you just do a full on, I don't know, you you have to create somehow the internal life of that moment or something. And I don't really, I, I don't know how to really do that. He knows how to do that really well. He's been doing that for years. But the sweet thing is what you get something like this, where it's an emotional journey and not just an emotional journey, but but one that I can specifically be confident that I can communicate. Meaning in the scene, it's required that I go from that there are moments where I'm kind of laughing inappropriately. There's embarrassment and humiliation and memory and all kinds of things that come into play for Finway that I I knew that I could that I have kind of in my toolbox. You know, I mean when when I was a kid, I remember having moments where where I would start laughing so hard at something that I couldn't stop laughing and eventually I would end up crying. That hasn't happened recently that I'm aware of, but it used to happen. So I thought that's something that I can pull from to use for Finway. You know, there was a moment where Robin is saying to him, you know, why are you doing this? Or I forget the the, the exact lines, but he's saying, you know, when he says that, you know, people around, nobody here cares about you. Nobody sees you because you haven't shown them who you are. And Finway I think the way it's described in the script is that he's got he he's he's smiling or he's laughing or and he can't he just physically cannot remove the smile from his face even though he's you know because he's in the center of what should be his place and all these people around him are his people his customers and they're as far as he's concerned probably all staring at him although nobody else in the, the restaurant was looking at them but he feels very on the spot and couldn't get uh, get himself to drop the mask that he has been putting on for all, all this time so there were emotional things in there that he described very well in the script and that I thought I I know what I can pull from my sort of bag of emotional tricks to be able to use for that moment. Uh, for all those writers out there, make the actor's job easy and make all of the characters uh, meaningful. Yeah. You know, that's not going to apply emotionally. It's not going to apply to every script because not all scripts are emotional scripts. You know, a lot of things are just about uh, activities that are happening. But this one specifically was. This one really was about about emotion and memory. And, you know, any time that you can be very, very specific as a writer and not just write a cliche hoping that somebody's going to sort of fill it out. 
there's there are many 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 times when i go to audition for something and a character will be something that is kind of a cliche it makes it hard because if if it's a part of you know like a cop or an emergency technician or something and then i pick up the script and then i have like my internal picture of what that should be and then i start playing that instead of infusing it with what i do best but i'm going oh they're clearly looking for you know generic cops so let me play generic cop and i'll be this guy and i'll go and do that you know and that comes from just from people being lazy at a lot of different uh levels and it forces sort of me to be either lazy or to or to to really try to figure out how to fill it with something david thank you thank you thank you Everyone, if you have not already seen Pig, do yourselves a favor and buy it, rent it, stream it, whatever you have to do, go, go, go. It doesn't matter if you are a foodie or not. It is uh, the best film of 2021. And there were many, many, many great films, but this one says it all. It says it all, not only about food, not only about characters, not only about acting, not only about directing, but man, it says a whole crap load about how important fictional restaurants are. So yes, I guess so. We are biased. But anyway, if you have already seen Pig, well, do yourselves a favor and see it again and again and again. If you want to reach out, search for, know more about David well, he's around is what he says. So just go on his IMDb, uh, go on his website, find him on Twitter, uh, David Nell. As for us with Restaurant Fiction, well, you found this episode, so I'm sure you can find them all. But if you want to reach out to me personally, my email is monis, M-O-N-I-S, at restaurantfiction.com. Love to hear about what you thought of this podcast what you thought of the other episodes, whether you listen to them on Audible or on Spotify or on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, nothing makes sense and nothing ever does. Happy New Year, guys. Cut to. Exterior. Interior. Restaurant, bar, club, day, night, 